Welcome to Awaken Life Church podcast. For more information about our church, please visit awakenlifechurch.net. I'm just going to intro Georgian. Um, man, this is this is an amazing honor for Georgian to be with us today. He's a father in the faith, and uh, I met Georgian. I first saw you uh, in 2013 at one of your conferences, and uh, I've just, I just loved you ever since. <laughs> I mean, we've just loved you ever since. So I want to share, and I, I know my wife's going to share something too coming up, but I just want to share this one quick thing I could share for a long time, but I'm not going to do that. But so about two weeks ago on a Friday in Georgia, and you don't even know this, but uh, I got up, woke up in the morning, and I was just thinking as I was getting ready, I was just thinking about like, uh, people like who, who should we have? We love having guest speakers. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, you know, who's, who's, who's going to come to our church this year? And I said out loud, I said, Lord, put it on Georgian's heart to come. Cause I've always wanted you to come to our church. So I said it out loud. I said, Lord, put it on Georgian's heart to come within an hour. I got a text from Chris Kildosher saying Georgian wants to come to your church. True story. True story. And he said, well, God heard your prayer in advance because he texted me last night and said, I, I, I want to go to Awaken Life. And so, wow. So anyway, I'm going to let my wife share. Awesome. Yeah, we're just, we're so blessed and honored that you're here, Georgian. Um, that, that, uh, back in 2013, uh, we were really just kind of coming out of, um, of a tough season, and it was an instrumental time for us. We went to this conference. I, I, I went to the conference because Danny Silk was there, and I just love Danny Silk. And then we were introduced to uh, Georgian and Winnie and just their, their beautiful ministry and stuff. And uh, we went through the joy tunnel. Some of you have heard this testimony before, but I went through the joy tunnel thinking, I don't know what this is, but if it's you, Jesus, I want it. And I walked through the tunnel and I fell down and I laughed for 24 hours straight. And it was just this revelation of just getting hit with the joy of the Lord and how much easier it is to walk with Jesus than, than we make it. And so it became my quest from that point. Um, I'm like, how do we bring the joy of the Lord to Phoenix. How do we enter into that? And um, and so that's something that the Lord has really opened the door for here, and we're so thankful. And so it just feels so full circle um, that Georgian is here with us all. So just get ready, get ready uh, to, to receive joy this morning and um, sow into his ministry. It is good, good soil, um, all the things that they do. Global Celebration is a really powerful uh, missional um, organization. So with that. All right, Georgian. We're just going to give you as much time as we can. So come on up. Let's just give him a hand this morning. Wow, what a sweet, sweet fellowship. Beautiful. This, I, I, have, I don't think I've ever felt so low in my life as far as like, but, you know, I could never miss this for, uh, for anything because it felt so good during the worship. Is that okay to sit down like that? Ah. Oh. Wow. My assistant goes, why do you do this? You're overloading yourself. You're not feeling good. I go, because whenever we do worship, I just feel so much better. It's my, it's my breakthrough. The rest of the time, whatever, but worship, <laughs> breakthrough. I live from worship to worship. <laughs> well, I, I have a beautiful gift, beautiful book that uh, took about 40 years to make. <laughs> and it's the story of my life um, as I came to America. And it's weaving with. The, the, my, my lifetime message. So it's, it's very deep. Every, every uh, chapter, every uh, sentence has been reset and redone and retaught. Uh, so it's not just like uh, somebody take my dictations or anything. But it's really a, uh, a well thought of a collection. I, I was honored to have Bill Johnson do the forward for me. Let me start. It's kind of embarrassing. 
fat ass started anyways. Yes, his forward goes like this. Wow. <laughs> I love this book. <laughs> this man and this message. I don't know how many people were so qualified to write a book called Joy by George and Brown. And uh, the joy of the Lord is his strength. So one passage I want to read from what he, he said. Um, love nations, we, we go ministering, and, and we have a special relationship with about six couples, with Bill Johnson and Heidi Baker and uh, John Arnott and Cheyenne and um, Wendy Clark. And uh, with those six couples, they love each other. And usually take a, a week of every year to hang out and fellowship. But this time it was, uh, we were in Jerusalem, and it was our turn to take him to dinner. One couple pays for the hotels, the other couple pays for the food and think that's how we do it. And so this, uh, I've been with George and went in so many countries around the world for over 20 years, 25 years we've been hanging out. So they continue amazingly with their lifestyle of joy. I think of him as the apostle of joy. Once we were deep in the city of Jerusalem, far from the crowds of tourists, because the Banos wanted to take several of us for an evening a meal, a neighborhood type restaurant where the locals ate, locals go. So, Course. Georgian brought his violin, which has been his uh, custom for many outings. So at one point, he got up in the restaurant and began to play his joyful music. And the party broke out, in including the chefs and the other staff. They all began to beat the beat on the pots and the pans and as though they were drums. <laughs> And people laughed and, and danced around. It was extraordinary. I don't know if anyone else could have done that. And I certainly don't know if, if anyone else would have considered that abnormal. But Georgian, what it did, amazing, uh, wonderful, and liberating. It was also a little bit embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing fun, but obviously we needed that. And so another story with, with Bill is, uh, I, I love going to Bethel. How many have been through the school in Bethel? What, what year would you go? Oh, okay. And anybody been through the Bethel school? Well, I, I used to teach almost every year since, since the beginning. There was a smaller school. And... Always joy explosive, like massive, especially this year, a uh, particular year where there was, um, uh, they have rented the city, um, the auditorium, not, not, uh, the civic, yeah, they have taken over the, the civic and that's like, like at least 1,500, maybe more. And it's kind of like a rock show. I mean, there was no exaggeration. Uh, not everyone, but there was at least uh, around 200 people that kind of rushed. And all they did was scream for the entire hour and a half in front. Just, <sighs> just screaming. There was no way to teach, no way to do anything, <laughs> no way to know what to do. And, and, uh, then Bill, Bill, Bill was next. So Bill comes, and people are just screaming and shouting. He sits there for a while. He goes, what's wrong with the schedule? Who booked me after Georgian? Like, this is useless. I'm, there's nothing you can do here. <laughs> he loves this word, but, but it's kind of one. It goes, when it goes beyond, beyond, it just pops, you know. We need those times. We need those times. It may not be all the time, but we need those pop 
the pop of that. Um, and uh, I, I started the book with this encounter, which has been my um, lifelong encounter. First with Jesus, but then uh, after, after I, I, I discovered that there's Jesus, Jesus' people led me to the Lord through food. Faith comes through hearing and smelling good food. I, I tell you, I, I had no faith about anything but all this smelly hamburgers and hot dogs every day for two months. Finally broke down the faithlessness, the, the doubt. <laughs> and, and after uh, two months, I said, listen, I got to go back to Hollywood. I was supposed to continue my rock and roll career. Me and three boys started the first rock band in Bulgaria, just to, for your information. And we weren't any good, but there was no way to prove it. <laughs> we were just like three, four kids just trying to be, trying to be having our own identity because the way they train us is Lenin is our daddy. And we all hated Lenin, hated him. Then we heard about another Lenin, John Lennon. She loves you, yeah, yeah, we got like that daddy. Let, let's, let's get like that, that daddy. So that's how we formed, formed a band. And uh, eventually they put us on national television and there's only one channel. So overnight, we're the number one band. No number two, but we dominated the charts and eventually became very, very popular. Young people would rush to any kind of concerts that we have. And that's where communists realized they made a big mistake because we were, we were forced. We were, we were forced uh, and we were stirring young people for freedom. So eventually they shut us down and that's what pushed me to escape through the Iron Curtain. Anybody remember the Iron Curtain? Berlin Wall, remember that? The whole, the whole Europe was divided. And so, uh, we were smuggled, me and the guitar player, we were smuggled by a Polish black market. And, and uh, out of, we, we, we were supposed to, in six months, once you're in Vienna, you have to find a country of, of, of home, home country. You can't stay there for more, more than six months. So we went to different embassy and no, nobody would, um, nobody would want us. And then the only choice uh, is, is U.S. embassy. And we were frightened to death to go to U.S. Because to us, we're trained that U.S. is the worst country in the world. Communists hate America. It's the worst. You're going to get killed by the mafia, or they're going to get killed by the cowboys, or they're going to get killed by something. It's like the whole country is, is a mess. And, and so we, we had no, no choice. We went to the embassy, and the soldier asked us how we got there. We told him quickly. So he, he brought us in to the consulate and said, tell, tell the story. So we explained to the consulate how we escaped. And this man stood with open arms and says, welcome home, boys. I'm never going to forget that. Supposed to be the enemy, but yet he, he made us feel so loved and welcome. And, and he says, that's what, that's what this country is about, for freedom, for people like yourself to find freedom. So when eventually headed for Hollywood, and that's where the Jesus people, this is the tail end of Jesus people, early 70s, witnessing in the street, sharing, Jesus loves you. He really does. He died for you. I'm going, what are you on, man? What kind of a, what kind of a drug are you on? It's like a silly making, Jesus loves you. He goes, it's not a drug, it's Jesus. He loves you. So good thing that 
God gave him a word of knowledge not to talk to me, talk to me, just feed me. But they offer food, and that was perfect. <laughs> so after two months of that, I finally uh, decided that I got to get out of here. I don't believe in nothing. I'm an atheist. I wasn't seeking God. I, I was seeking Hollywood. Continue to my stupid rock and roll. And that's all I care. But these guys kept loving on me. So I'm packing my bag in the morning and I'm, 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 I mean, the night and leaving in the next morning. So I'm, I'm determined this is it. And I thought, you know, I respect for all the cooking, for all those hot dogs and all this hamburger they did so well. You know, uh, I just, just give it a chance. So, so I says, well, I don't know what to say. Of course, there's no God, but say something and get it over with. And a thought came to my mind to say, God, do you exist? I go, oh, that's a great way to prove he doesn't. Just say it, you know, like that. And as soon as I said, God, do exist, and my breath left my mouth, just he manifests his presence. A stick, a stick as blanket. It's like a canopy came over me. You know, being a musician, you understand acoustics. Change, the acoustics change. This invisible thing changed the acoustics around me. And I'm going, what? The more I talk about this thing, whatever this was, it got thicker and closer. And eventually the, the, the faith that there is a God just went right through me and I, and I collapsed on the dirt. I began to cry. I says, I don't know what this is, but I want to know all about, all about this. Yeah. And it got cold and dark. And so I went down to their house, knocked on the door. Oh, come on in. Yes. They could see me like, Whoa. you know, and I'm probably blown away, blown up my face. And then I saw that they began to worship. Now, before their worship was not impressing me at all. I don't, I don't think they were any good musician. They, you know, they don't tune the guitar right and all that. All this sort of stuff, you know, professionally, you think like that. Three chords the whole night, C, D, and G. I'm like, you stop and learn a few chords. I mean, like, but yeah, they're always excited. They're so like, like, like this, this is amazing. They're like the best band in the world. Yeah. And I'm going, you're, pa you're pathetic. You should be crying, but you're, you're excited, and I'm miserable. What? And they go, how do you like it? I, I says, I, I don't, but I love the drug that you're taking to make you, ha make you happy for no reason, because this is pathetic, I'm telling you. Anyways, but at that point, I didn't think about the chords. I didn't think about nothing. They were singing, so I finally connected that they were doing something with this umbrella, with this, uh, you know, canopy. And... And straight out of the, uh, out of the worship, uh, you know, came out two hands. Like I couldn't see the full arm, but like a halfway, you know, and a very special, very special hands. And, and I fell into this hands. I fell into this hands. Good thing there was a thick carpet. I would have broke my nose. I just <laughs> fell. And I felt so welcome. I felt so, so at home. And then they go, wow, that's exciting. Now ask him to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. I go, what is that? Just don't worry about it. Just ask him and you'll be good. It's, it's, it's part of God. It's, just, it's all good. I kept asking and asking. Nothing happened. Finally, at one point, I go, listen, I, I am not getting anything, and you should tell me if I'm doing something wrong because I, 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 I'm, I don't feel nothing, you know? And they go, well, don't worry about it, man. 
just chill, you know. He don't, he don't know anything. So God will teach you. It will take you time to, to learn all that. He says, don't tell me to chill. If, if it's for me and it's, it's for, from God, I want it now. Or I don't want to hear a word about this Holy Ghost anymore. So I kind of was upset. And they brought me in the back room to pray for me. And I was up, up, uh, up against the wall like that. And there, two or three of them came around me. And certainly I hear this, this uh, sound, ecstatic sound, like either like a rock show or some sports event. It was like fans were just freaking out. Like, you know, as a child, uh, I remember in Sofia, uh, anybody into soccer, uh, uh, Brazil was in Sofia. And we beat Brazil, little Bulgarian team. I mean, the Bulgarians were freaking out. Yeah! And that was in my mind, the most ecstatic screaming and shouting. And I'm hearing that. And suddenly, the, the, the wall disappears. And now I am in the throne room. And, and the shouting is from these angels, millions of angels, swirling around the throne of God, swirling and and. And they're like screaming and shouting in ecstasy. And it's like, wow, these guys are having a good time. And out of God will come out these lightnings and you'll touch them and they'll, they'll freak out. And it's certainly one of those events started coming out, came out from the Lord and right through them and headed at me like a, like a lightning of some sort. And it hit me as big as a grapefruit. And it's like, hot. Ah, it's like good, but too good. You know, it's like, I don't know what to say. It felt love, but too much love. I can't, I can't, what, what? it's so unexpected, so shocking. And then second, by the second one, you know, and it hit me. I'm overheating now. By the second, I can no longer stay in there, and and I, I'm, I'm moving out because I cannot stay. I cannot handle third one. It's that in, impactful. So I'm, I'm turning out, and these guys haven't even started praying. So I'm just bypassing them because they they're not getting it. I, and I'm ran out. I'm ran out of the. It was a cold, cold March mountain day. It was not <clears throat> helping me at all. <clears throat> and then, as a last resort, I saw a puddle of water and an asphalt. This is a true story. As, about this deep. And so I just dove for the water. I dove for the water and, and hoped to cool off. And it's not helping me at all. It's like steam. It's like worse. And I'm down in the steaming water, and I'm going, what is happening to me? Fire from everywhere. And I says, uh, and of course, nobody says anything about the fire. They say, you're going to get a Holy Ghost, and you will speak in tongues. I couldn't speak in tongues. All I could do was scream. <laughs> and and, and, and not, not a word about this fire. And. I'm almost thinking, did I do something wrong? Or did I peek something? I, I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. But all I could tell in this frying water there, one more degree and I will explode. I will explode. And, and then out of panic, I say, stop. Boom, stop. Now I'm wet and cold. I'm going, my gosh, what did I do? It was so much fun, but it wasn't prepared. Then I learned my lesson. Don't ever say stop for God. Early on, more. Do what you want to do, Lord. You know what's going on. Do what you want to do. And to this day, I just trust him. And no matter what's going on with me, he knows exactly what he's doing. And, and I never question. 
never, never questioned. So that was my first encounter. Later, I learned, I read the book of, the book of um, Psalm 16. It says, in his presence is fullness of joy, and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Pleasures, the word bliss, King James says pleasure, other translations bliss, it basically means ecstasy. That God is ecstatic. I think there was a prophetic word by a prophetic book by um, Campbell, Stacy Campbell, the ecstatic prophets. They fall into this ecstasy of God and they start swirling and, you know, and it's just a mixture of joy and pleasure. Um, and, and I, and I, 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 I saw it. I, I was there. I was, I was touched by it. Branded, really. So for me, joy and fire, they go together. Joy and fire go together. Because his presence is fullness of joy, but also his presence is consuming fire. Can you put the two together and, and you get what's happening? Yeah. And, and, uh, and this has been my founding, uh, uh, altering. It just, it's, it's altered my DNA. You know, being a rock and roll freak, you think Led Zeppelin is something like just the rock bands. But nothing compared to the ecstasy of God, the pleasure of God, the, the, the euphoria of his presence. Nothing. Nothing has even close, you know, he quickly dethroned anything and everything from my, my mind so that I, there's nothing for, for, for no, uh, no uh, adoration. Um, one of my heroes among many are the, the three Hebrew guys who were thrown in the fire. And uh, they just wouldn't worship. They go, you could, you could throw us in the fire or whatever, but whatever you do, it's irrelevant because we, we do not worship this God of yours. You don't get it because we worship the living God. We worship the living God. And uh, so God did something to me like that. He knitted me with the awesome superiority of him and the source of ecstasy, the source of pleasure, the source of joy, the source of energy. Wow, God is a God of energy. There's not a boring moment in heaven. Erase that out of your mind. He is not a boring lover. He doesn't get tired. I'm sorry. I'm just going to take a nap. It's like, <laughs> had enough loving on you. It's like, whew. None of that. He's like, he's like, I don't know, like a young bridegroom. He's like a young bridegroom loving on his bride. This is what the Bible says. My wife has a beautiful book called Love Notes. He's like a young Lover, young bridegroom, just married, just excited about his bride, full of energy of life and what they're going to do together. He, that's how he is all the time. He's not a grandfather. He's not, he's not retired. He's not, he's never, never diminishes his intensity of his love, of his joy, of his, of, 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 of his excitement. He, do you understand? God is a God of excitement. He, 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 he doesn't calm down. He never calms down. There's no balanced joy in heaven. No balanced joy. Well, let's have joy with moderation. No such a thing in heaven. No, no, no. Once you see it, then you go, What's, what's balanced about the cross? Just think about that. There's nothing balanced about the cross. What kind of a savior is he? Right? Why did he just kind of 
get some blood somehow. And he just goes radical, radical, radical in his love and radical in the demonstration. He demonstrates the passion of his being. You know, Satan stole Adam and Eve from, 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 from God. And so from, from that point on, God was like longing, longing not just to forgive them and stuff. Of course, he forgave long, long, right away. But it wasn't a matter of forgiveness at all. He wanted to restore his relationship with Adam and Eve, and that was broken, irreparable. You understand? Irreparable. There was nothing God can do to fix Adam's fall. Nothing. Until he brought his son. And with the passion and the fury of the way he saved, the way he demonstrated, you know, um, it's, it's, it's finding how he, finding how he can, can, uh, because he, he's not interested in just kind of have a easy relationship, you know, at least we can just talk now and then and stuff. No, he's now going to go inside you. He, he, he's, he's restoring in a way. Jesus didn't just pay for us to have a sort of like casual relationship with God. He paid so that so the fire of God's, um, you know, love and compassion and, 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 and everything is inside our spirit. He created a new spirit. And if we become more aware of our spirit versus our soul, we'll discover that I encourage myself, I encourage everybody that I can in these days, spend time with your spirit. Worship in a spirit. That's what Shadrach, Michigan, and Abednego's was the key. They were spirit worshipers. And they were, they were, uh, they were, uh, it, it has to do with identity. Of course, they were enslaved, right? They were, they were in a slave country. But they didn't act like slaves. Not at all. No, no slaves pick and choose what they eat. And these guys go, ah, I don't like all that meat given to the idols and stuff. We don't eat stuff like that. Let us eat what we want, and we'll, we'll, we'll look better than the rest. And trust. So, so the guy that was in charge says, okay, I'll give you one chance, but superior. They were eating from heaven. It was superior. It wasn't beans. It wasn't <laughs> broccoli, man. It, it was. It was. They were eating from the heaven's choice. They were keeping their. I mean, they're not even born again, but they're they're keeping in the spirit. And when the task came, who would know? Who would know? What's the dream? I mean, how? they go. Hold so it. We'll hang on. So they got together and let's just pray and let's ask the Lord. God knows it. No, he, they were they were slaves, but they were raised like sons, and they did not lose their sonship. They act like sons in a slave situation, and that's that's the Lord showed me that. And then remember when? So, anyways, it's like there was no room for them. There was no room for them for fearing man-made. Baloney, no room for them. They're lost in, in the worship of God. And that's, that's what made Shadrach, Michigan, Abednego. You know, and of course, there's another in the fire. Is that they have a relationship with the Lord. You know, that's kind of a restoring kind of where God was headed. Those are like Christ-type amazing stories to Prep God's people to eventually the Messiah will come. You know, for real, like be born in a human. 
before she will show up another in the fire. Ah, the son of God. You know, he covered them completely. But eventually, he, he, he wants more than cover. He wants to invade you. He wants to live in you. No longer live around you. Walk around you. Like the Old Testament, you know. They'll walk around you. I'll walk around you. I'll talk around you. And during, the, the, during the desert, remember that he, he would instruct them how to, or 40 years, like, how to set up camp. He says, I'll, I'll, I'll always guard you. I'll walk around you. It, it may sound funny, but he, he gave him special instruction how to go uh, to number one, or number two, because he didn't want to step on something. He said, I'll walk around the camp. He gave him little shovels. Here's what you do with number two. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. God is like a comedian. Ooh, shovel. But he's not going to walk with, with, around us. Now he's going to walk in us. But in order to take care of the poop, he had to sacrifice Jesus. He had to destroy. Jesus was devoted to destruction. And I have uh, I obviously no time to, to do anything like, uh, you know, teaching. Uh, I have fantastic, let me, I have fantastic. But uh, beside my story, there's every chapter is weaved in such a way very easy read, but very deep of getting you where God has been getting me for 40 years and explain to me how he is in me. But every evidence, but every, every, every evidence that uh, he is in my spirit. My soul is coming along. All right. Often I, my mind is like, I often have to say, shut up. Don't tell me what to think. You think, you tell, you, I'll tell you what to think. Yeah, your mind can sometimes get a mind of its own. You got you to gotta, you gotta take, take a hold of your mind, man. Whip it. It's a crazy thing. But the spirit is stable. The spirit is locked in. Christ is inside your spirit. Lock in there. Study it. Discover it. God is spirit. He worship with spirit and truth. And, 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 uh, and he's inside your spirit. And your spirit is beautiful. Your soul I don't know. I don't know what's in your mind. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. But I know what's in your spirit, what's in your heart is Jesus. Jesus is in your heart. I know that. So when I talk usually, I speak directly to the heart where I know, I know my Jesus is right there. So we're whole unity. On the other arena, don't know. Don't care. I know in the spirit. And, uh, and that is the victory, is in our spirit. God is a spirit. And, and it's constant. And there's always joy in the spirit. There's never no joy in the spirit. There's no joy in the soul sometimes. Sometimes yes, and sometimes no. But the spirit always joy. It's always love in the spirit. It's always love in the spirit. There's, there's, there's always peace in the spirit. Always. Never no peace. Soul, whoa, whoa. But the spirit is locked in. Righteousness. 
peace, joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Spirit. I'm just affirming you guys. I'm just affirming you in the beautiful spirit that you are, individually and corporately. Individually and corporately. It is a beautiful spirit here, by the way. Beautiful spirit. And I cherish it. That's the reason I'm here. I'm exhausted. I couldn't sleep well. I'm the other side of town. The last thing I need is now I'm going to go another hour away. But when, when the opportunity came, I have to find it. I didn't even know who you are. I didn't, I didn't know your name. I knew you because you came to a, a beautiful conference that we did in Los Angeles for, for young couples. Wasn't that beautiful? The best conference. Anyways, but I had to find you. And, and, and I remember that Chris, Chris mentioned that he found a great church. And I go, I wonder if it's the same, you know. So I asked him. He says, I don't know. It's a great place, you know. Well, it's the same. It's the same. You drove to LA last time that I drove here. So I says, I have to, I have to go. Because the spirit, the spirit is amazing here. I can't overstate it. You know, so lock into it, boast in it, enjoy it, thrive in it, practice it. You know, and uh, and hmm, so good. Yeah, there's also rest in the spirit. Always rest in the spirit. The, the, the soul is not necessarily resting, but the spirit is always restful because Jesus is always there. Ain't no trouble with Jesus. Huh. You know what I mean? You never hold like a, he doesn't have an attitude. Ooh, no. He never gets depressed or tired. Oh, no. Ooh. All right, I had enough services. I, I just got to take a vacation. There's no such a thing. He's pure energy. Life is energy. Joy is energy. Healing is energy. The virtue that flows is healing. Energio. In fact, that's how I, I, I survive. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, I read in the Bible in First Colossians chapter one at the end. Colossians chapter one at the end, chapter one. This I labor unto awareness, but with the superhuman energy he we enkindles within me. Two most powerful words. Energio and enkindles is dunamis. He provides. These are two most powerful words. Energio. And I'm going, okay, Paul, if you can live by this, I, I need it. I need it. And the Lord says, it's yours. And it's, it's become mine. Become mine. I've been like torpedo for 40-some years. And this is a, this is a journey of, of unstoppable procession. Procession, unstoppable. I, I, I'm not... Superhuman, uh, he is. This, this superhuman energy, it's his energy. I'm a human. He is superhuman. He has superhuman energy. You want that energy? It's yours. We, we're the humans, but he has superhuman energy for us. Right when you need it for your marriage. When a marriage is falling apart, superhuman energy. Where everything, when things are... Think the things have fallen apart. Wow. I'll finish with this story. Finally, which is my life story is Abraham and Sarah. I mean, they started at 75. Y'all, think about that. Most of us is beyond retirement and we're like, whatever we're doing. These guys started. At 75, I, I didn't notice these numbers when I was young. 
Now I'm going, whoa, 75. Like, because I'm 72, I get what that's like. What's that feel like? Yeah. What, what was the time for you? Huh? So we're supposed to quit. Right, yeah, but I just, I just, I get carried away. Anyways, finish with that story because it's a powerful story uh, of superhuman energy. It's tied into our identity. So at 75, they start going on the journey. And then God's given them these promises, but there's no child, Sarah Barron. And finally, finally, um, Sarah's tired of, I mean, pressure is on. Come on, baby, give me a kid, okay? That's one thing I want from you, just give me a child, all right? Like, I'm trying, baby, I'm trying. Come on, believe. Come on. Stress is on, obviously. So she comes with idea, let's, let's sleep with my servant, uh, Hagar, and just let, let me have a kid from her. That's work back then. Don't try it now. It's completely different culture. But it did work. However, the child is Ishmael. And it's not pleasing to the Lord. Finally, the Lord says, listen, I will give you a child from your wife. I told you, I'll bless you. And, 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 and you know, close, but, but the Lord, you know, like she, she can't have any kids. And then God waiting more. Finally at 99. Because at the time it was like her problem. Now at 99, it's his problem too. Because he can't have any, I don't care what haggers you give him. He, he ain't, he, he cutting the mustard. He's done. His loins were dead to be front. Dead. Okay. So. At that time, God steps in and says, all right, I'm ready now. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. By then, Abraham knows that there's no way, Jose. Impossible. But God was waiting for that. God was waiting for that. Because what's going to happen would be no pride. Zero pride, because the gospel is not about I, but Christ. And he first goes, takes, takes their, uh, changes their name, says, Sarah, you're going to call your, 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 your husband Ab- Abraham, you know, and, and Sarai, Sarai at the time, she was Sarah, you know, Sarah, Sarah, Abraham, Abraham is father of many nations. So for three months, they talked weird stuff. I father of many nations. Uh, what do you want for breakfast? You know, oh princess. You know, I mean it. It it was it was amazing, and exactly, is exactly at the time that God sent. After three months, she got pregnant. Which you know what must have taken place in her for her to get pregnant. A lot of fun stuff went on. In three months, all kinds of stuff was going on. They discovered each other in a brand new supernatural way. They fell in love with each other. There was romance. And here comes Isaac. Isaac. Isaac means he laughed. You can't even spank him without laughing. Come here, ha <laughs> ha. Just everything about Isaac is laughter. Everything. And we are, in Galatians says, we brethren are like Isaac. We're like Isaac. Not like Ishmael. We're like Isaac. We're like the joy boys. We're the joy girls. God's joy girls. God's joy people. You know? And that, 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 that's who... That's what my identity is. I am taking pride of being an Isaac of God. 
So I just want to wipe any kind of a Gentile look off of your face and just give you a nice, fat Jewish face. And Isaac, what is a Jewish face? Faces go, ah, ha, ha. I, I, I get it all. I took all the inheritance. It's all mine. You know, Ishmael didn't get nothing. All the inheritance from God came is on you. Amen. That's where the happiness never ends. Christians are the happiest people on the face of the earth. Happier the people whose God is the Lord. So let's keep it that way. Come on, let's keep it that way. Thank you, Lord, for this happy place. Happy place. Thank you that this is not a cheap joy. This is a deep spirit joy. It comes from you has hated evil and loved righteousness. And your God has anointed you with oil of gladness and oil of joy for all of us. So we just let that oil pour upon your sons and your daughters, Lord. And stay in the spirit. It never ends. The spirit never ends. Encourage one another. Get in the spirit. Let's stay in the spirit. Let's worship in the spirit. There's joy unspeakable, especially for hard times. It's not just for the ice cream time. It's for the hard times, for, for, for the, the, the joy ahead. He endured the cross. The joy is having us, uh, us tonight. Us, that's it. It's beautiful. I love you, and I cherish you. I'm glad I came. So, amen. Love you, Thank you.